Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Many Australians, along with workers from 88% of organisations around the globe, have had to adjust to the sudden change of working from home. Experts say it's in both the employer and employee's vested interest to maintain a safe work environment. Kashmira Aspar works as a casual administrator at a Sydney private college. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, she would have liked to work from home to save time on commutes and have more energy and time for her active six-year-old son. But the new reality is far more challenging than what she had imagined. I think it was about getting all our technology right, getting that support from our organization, make sure that I had all the tools that I needed. Now I am working with my personal laptop. So the company didn't have enough of company laptops to give out, which had a lot of the technology built in already onto it. So I struggle with accessing the shared drive and things like that. Tim Downey, Senior personal injury lawyer with Adelaide law firm Johnston Withers says employers have a duty of care to ensure their staff have a safe work environment that meets occupational health and safety standards. The actual ergonomic setup of the desk at home, the chair, the computer, are the heights appropriate? Is the desk an adequate space for work and leg room? Are the cords, for instance, secured? Do they represent potentially an electrical risk or a tripping risk? Is there adequate lighting, cooling? Downey says the employer's obligations are the same as when a worker is in an office environment. He advises both parties to reach an agreement around the safety of a home-based workstation. This is where I'm going to work. This will be my area. Here's a photograph of it. Send that through. The chair they're going to use, the desk, the lighting, the air conditioning and these sorts of things so that both parties can agree that at least the basic safety measures have been met. Really, it should be in theory business as usual, in so much as obviously people get paid the same, they get the same entitlement to holidays and so forth. Dr Robin Price, a lecturer in Human Resource Management and Employment Relations at Central Queensland University, says your employer is legally required to protect you with workers' compensation if you are hurt while working from home. So that if you're injured, you can claim workers' compensation from the common pool that's a state-based system in every state. But employees have responsibilities to ensure that they are working safely themselves. The more employers can make sure that they put checks in place to ensure that you're working safely, the more the employer protects themselves. Helen Sauer, Marketing Manager of Melbourne IT consultancy JASCO, says the global pandemic has forced organisations to rapidly transition their staff to operate remotely. A lot of companies are actually unable to provide their employees with the right tools to productively work from home and work remotely. A lot of these organisations prior to this whole coronavirus pandemic never thought of having the scope for these solutions and never thought of actually providing them for their employees. 
The global supply chain has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, slowing down manufacturing output and causing delays for organisations to equip staff with the essential tools to work from home. We are finding that a lot of people are still reaching out and trying to get their employees set up from home. And additionally, we're seeing a lot of them purchase new devices, whether it's laptops or monitors or cameras, just to try and keep up with the demand. And a lot of vendors and distributors actually can't keep up with the demand. So there's a long wait time to actually receive a lot of those devices. Dr Price says organisations are under pressure to find ways to keep their doors open amid the challenges. The university that I work for is um, casual. They don't have enough laptops to give to all their staff to go home and teach online at home. So they basically came back to us and said, well, have you got a laptop? Have you got a camera? It literally was like an inventory of all their casual staff and who can work at home? What have you got, basically? Because we're all just making this up as we go along. As for Asper, the hardware is not a major issue compared to her poor internet connectivity at home. She had to make up lost time by working late at night. So personally for me, internet bandwidth has been a huge issue. Like There are days when it's so bad, so bad that I can't do a single piece of work. Now this not having internet is really throwing me off because then I'm totally not being productive and I'm a casual employee. So when I don't work, I don't get to charge the company. So I'm losing money. Michael Crocker, who heads Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand, says workers who set up home offices could claim expenses in their personal tax returns. Employees may find that they're entitled to an extra range of deductions in their personal tax returns for setting up what's called a home office. So... The current tax law does give some personal tax deductions for home office running expenses. Crocker advises workers to remain vigilant when they work in shared home spaces to protect important private information. Cyber security is a really important one to make sure that even when people are working from home, they do so under secure IT arrangements so that important or confidential information doesn't get hacked or lost. Communication is essential to increase collaboration, productivity and prevent loneliness. Tim Downey considers now a lucky time to be working in isolation where technology allows teams to stay connected. We do have technologies, FaceTiming and so forth, where we can set up that face contact and have those discussions. For example, one of our teams is still doing Friday drinks using FaceTime. They're still keeping as much as possible that sort of communication level. And I think it's really important because it's quite easy for people to feel left out or forgotten or um, just lose that connection. This is not possible for Asper, whose lack of internet connectivity has affected her performance and efficiency. The hardest part is not knowing how long this situation will last. I'm a casual staff. If ever there were job cuts, I would be the first one to go. And to add to that, would my family be safe? My husband is still going to work where he could get infected. I try to go for a walk every day just to get out. So whatever is in my control, I'll try and do well. And then I'll just figure out the rest later. Visit the Fair Work Ombudsman website for information on your rights and responsibilities during the coronavirus outbreak. If you believe you may have contracted the virus, call your doctor or contact the National Coronavirus Health Information Hotline on 1800 020 080. If you're under stress and need emotional support, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 
or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 for 24 hour support. If you're under 25, you can also call the Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 anytime for any reason. You can also ring the National Translating and Interpreting Service on 1800 131 450 for language support to help you reach your desired support agencies. The feature on your rights and obligations when working from home was prepared by Amy Chin Yu Wong. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.